now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. Yeah, baby, bring it on! Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. You're <laughs> devaluing the word great if you follow up with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final hour of the show here on this Friday afternoon, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke. You just heard in the uh, update right there with Eric Ruby. Zach Gallen is your opening day starter. Not exactly breaking news, but still good to know. And he's also starting in about... When's this game start today? He's, he's starting against the Reds in spring training today. Yeah, the good news about that is Zach Gallen is healthy and good to go. And that he's going to get that opening day start as he should. But again, don't just gloss over it. Right, Suns fans? <laughs> don't just gloss over it. He's healthy. All is well. well and that's know, good. We could have all this excitement over the uh, the hitters and the kind of unknown upside on the D-backs. But if they didn't have Zach Gallen, I don't know that you could even have a, a conversation about them sneaking into a wild card this year. I, I think that's in play. Wolf. You I, do, really? I think, it, I think oh, it's in play. Man, I love that, Luke. Why? I, I don't know that they're going to do it because I... We don't know about the bottom of the rotation, and we don't know about the bullpen yet. But I, I think that they're going to. I think they're going to be in play. I, I think in, at least until late August, early September, they're going to be in the race for a wild card spot. They're not winning the division, but I think they. This is a team, and you know, Luis Gonzalez was on with us earlier. He did point out something that I think everybody knows, but we kind of forget. The schedule's more balanced now. So you're not yeah, playing 38 right. yes. games against the Dodgers and the Padres. So in terms of trying to be a wild card team, you don't get punished as much for the division you're in. Like you, Your path to winning the division is obviously tough, but yeah. in theory, the Dodgers, Padres, and another team in this division could all have really good records at the end of the year. Yeah, you know, it just seems like, again, the rules, and we've talked about this many, many times, but the rule changes in the game of baseball, I honestly think, favor the Arizona Diamondbacks. And we've had we've had some hardcore... Mike Hazen has come on and said he thought that really favored his roster. Well, even, I mean, especially with Hazen, he was like, well, you know, we don't know until we know, but you can tell he was, was like... That was a pretty good impression right yeah, there. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, honestly, you know, um, and he's not saying that suddenly this is going to turn turn them into a playoff team. He wasn't saying that, but it is kind of interesting to see this young, athletic, super speedy team, and what might actually happen with them. Once they start playing, man, for real, and especially now with Corbin Carroll, I, I'm so encouraged because guys like Gonzo. We had Gonzo on, and guys like Gonzo are, would you say he's got a little old school running through him? He does. Yeah. There's no denying that. Say yes, basically. I would say he also knows the thing or two about hitting at the major league and level. And he knows the thing or two about hitting, but I loved what he had to say about Corbin Carroll, because the only thing I worry about with Corbin Carroll is the fact he got paid what he got paid. And sometimes it has a tendency to make a young guy say, I have arrived. Well, I have two gonzo cuts on Corbin Carroll, so I'm just going to play one, and maybe it's the right one, and maybe it isn't. You know, we've made that commitment to Corbin Carroll, and, you know, he's one of the top prospects in all of baseball, and this guy has not disappointed. I mean, he's gone out and had a fantastic spring. He's one of the leaders in almost all the offensive categories. And, uh... 
you know, he's he's very young. I think he's 21 or 22 years old, but he mental-wise and his uh, aptitude out there on the field, he plays like a 25, 26-year-old like he's been out there for a while. And I think what he's done is kind of rejuvenate and re-energize a lot of the, you know, like the four or five-year players uh, that are, you know, just starting to get into that grind, know that they're going to be around for a little bit to kind of rejuvenate them because he all he wants to do is work. And when you have a young player like that that wants to work, you don't want to get left behind. So a lot of those players are kind of getting pushed a little bit by a young guy like him. So I think that's going to create a lot more positivity and energy around our, our, uh, our locker room. And he doesn't like to lose, which is, which is something that uh, we love. Yeah, you know, and it's something I love as well. He doesn't like to lose, of course, but I love the fact I also followed that up. And I was saying, you know, look at this kid. What kind of advice would you give this kid? Are you kidding me? You're a young guy. He is. He's 22 years old, and you're dumped. The the Brinks truck backs up to your front door and dumps it in front of you? Man, you, you got to have your guard up, my young crunks. You have to have your guard up when that happens. If you don't have your guard up and you're ready to go and ignore that, which I think is exceptional if you're able to ignore that, you're going to get complacent. It's called being a human being. And I love the fact that Gonzo doesn't think that's going to happen with this kid. And that matters a lot to me because if Gonzo thinks that, I tend to believe it. Yeah, this is what he said to Corbin Carroll. I've talked to him personally, and I knew him uh, when he was coming up through the minor leagues, and uh, he's a great kid. And, you know, he comes from a good family, and you know he's going to work. He's not going to – he doesn't want to disappoint people. And one of the good signs that I've seen, you know, even now he's in big league camp and stuff, and he still has come upstairs to say hi to people and be around. He's a good – uh, he's a good leader. He's a natural. Uh, he has natural ability when he goes out there and play, but plays. But not only that, but he works hard, and that's something that's a positive for our club and and for the people in the city. I mean, they're used to seeing guys that go out there and play hard, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever it is. They fall in love with the players that want to go out there and win and play hard, and uh, we've seen that in the last. You know, 10, 15, 20 years here in Arizona, if you got players that go out there and give you heart and passion and are, uh, you know, go out there and try to win every day, that's what the fans want to see. All right, so I'm looking at FanDuel right now, Wolf. Yeah. D-backs over under for wins, 75 and a half. 75 and a half. They won okay. 74 last year. Yeah, okay. 70. I'm going over on that. I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm going over on that, too. Uh, D-backs to make the playoffs is plus 430. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're making the playoffs. I just, I think they are going to be in the mix for a while, and because they have an unknown ceiling on some of these players, they are the sort of team that could surprise when you factor in yes. the rule changes, like yes. you said, the defense that they have. And, I mean, Corbin Carroll might just go out there and be a monster. Alec Thomas might take a step. Jake McCarthy could take a step. I'm also looking at uh, NL Rookie of the Year. Carroll's favorite. Yeah, that's what I saw that yeah. as well, Corbin Carroll. So there yeah. you go. I know. Um, you know, I, I worry about complacency all the time, yet I feel so much better after talking to Gonzo about that in regard to this kid. And it's not like we didn't hear that before. We did. There's, they, they've been talking about Corbin Carroll. It's, it's one of the reasons why they gave Corbin Carroll what they gave him. They weren't afraid to do it. The question of how somebody reacts when they get paid 
is like like I'll use the Coyotes as an uh, example when they paid Clayton Keller a few years ago. Yeah. Everybody just kind of looked around like, man, he's this guy's getting you start to stack up like there were great players in the league that Keller yeah. was making more money than and he is one of those players. I know you've used Chandler Jones as an example before that when they got paid, they got better. Got better. And and you know, with Corbin Carroll they're anticipating he's going to get better because he hasn't been in the league really yet. Right. He's up for, he, he's eligible to be rookie of the year this year. He hasn't been in the league very long. So what has it been? 32 games? 32 games. <laughs> 32 games right there. I mean, honestly, that is called straddling a dump truck, Basin Onions. <laughs> Just saying right now, but I, I am, I'm so hopeful about this team because... They do have the they do have the question marks, but those question marks, as I've seen so many times, they turn into exclamation points sometimes. Now, not all of them. Some of them turn into periods, <laughs> if you know what I mean. End of sentence, so to speak. Um, but those question marks can turn into exclamation points. And who might that be for the Diamondbacks? They've got a lot of candidates that are out there, other than Corbin Carroll. They've got a lot of guys on this roster right now that could turn into exclamation yeah. points. And depending on where and how many that that happens, yeah, I could see them being a 500 team. Gonzo was talking about uh, Gabriel Moreno today, too. I mean, that's another guy that, and now he's going to step into real playing time. So we'll see. Uh, legendary voice of the Suns, Al McCoy, has announced his retirement. And we want to hear from you. Just text Al to 620-620 and submit a video with the thank you, Al, message. You may even play it on the air. Just text Al to 620-620. Uh, when we come back... How much would a win either tonight or tomorrow for the Suns? We're just asking for a split at this point. What would that do for the Suns as they head into the final couple of weeks of the NBA season? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, breaking news. All right, Rick, what do you got? All right, guys, this is according to Shams Tarania on Twitter. Phoenix Suns 13-time All-Star Kevin Durant sprained ankle is progressing toward a potential return to action on Wednesday versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Barring any setbacks, the league sources tell The Athletic and Stadium he followed that up with... A targeted home return of Wednesday versus Minnesota will give Durant and the Suns seven final regular season games to prepare for the playoffs. Phoenix currently holds the fourth seed in the West, just two games ahead of the number seven seeded Timberwolves. Well, there you go. There you go. Right there. Um, Okay, so that is a day before the reevaluation was supposed to take place, correct? Yeah. The, so the three weeks, if you were taking everybody literally, three weeks for the reevaluation from when that was announced would have been Thursday of this upcoming week. Okay, and, Thursday, and yes. And is saying they're targeting Wednesday. Not not for him to be reevaluated, for him to come back and play. For his return. Yeah, because the thing is, a reevaluation doesn't mean he's playing that day. So this, I would take this, i put this in the positive category. <laughs> this is pretty good. So we've all been kind of wondering about this, right? Like, uh, how are the Suns really going to stick to this three-week window? Of it? We're going to wait three weeks until Before the we reevaluation, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the way they made it sound, of course. And mm-hmm. we've all been speculating. They, they didn't mean that literally, right? Like, what if he's getting better? If he's getting better sooner? Are you going to reevaluate him sooner then? Yes, apparently they have. Um, I don't know. 
if this means anything or not, but the 10 games they have left, the Minnesota game is the most important in the standings. And it's not even really close. Okay. Because Minnesota right now is the seventh seed. You don't want to drop to seven. Minnesota's two games back of the Suns. Interesting. The Suns have tough games. I mean, as you've detailed before, you've got Denver twice. You've got uh, the Clippers. You've got the Lakers. You've got Philly, Sacramento. You've got some tough games, but none of them really impact the Suns twice the way that Timberwolves game is. If you lose that game, you lose, and Minnesota might pass you at that point. Interesting. So... Yeah. Okay, so there it is. Well, that's good news. That's all right. We've got something there to kind of hang our hat on and say, yeah, this is great, Katie. <laughs> He's coming back. That's we all knew he was going to come funny back. But I, I'm going to that game, and I kind of thought, like, oh, it'll just kind of be a quiet game. I'm going with a few people from out of town. Like, I'll just go to the Suns game. You know, it's not going to be crazy because Katie's yes. not. That's the game. He's coming that's back. The it's going to be He's coming crazy. back right there. It's going to be absolutely a zoo. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is uh, uh, this is. I'm not good. watching warm-ups. This is good. I'm turn away from the court. <laughs> I refuse to watch warm-ups. By the way, Katie, here's a pair of sneakers. Does he too. even need Can to warm up? Wear these right here. Can you um, just play? You don't need to warm up. Uh, yes, he does. He no. needs to warm up okay. right there. Please don't wear the shoes that you were wearing, whatever that might be. Um, okay, this is all right, Rick. Well done. That's that's well done by you, Rick. Yes, way to make that into news. That's <laughs> that was really important right there, Kevin Durant. Um, they're expecting him potentially to be back on Wednesday, March 28th against Minnesota. Home game. Okay, that's great. Home debut, too. How about that? Look at that. There we go. Seven weeks to the day after you traded for him. <laughs> it's all about Wednesdays. Ah, <laughs> I was I was feeling so much better until you said that. No, but think about it now. But think if, if you, what we were going to talk about in the segment, if you just win either tonight or tomorrow, okay? Then you are treading water. You go 500 this weekend. You got to. And then you only have one more game, in theory, until he comes back. And okay. the other the other tweet that, that Rick read right there that uh, the Champs put out, that that would give the Suns seven games with seven Durant games. And, and the team around him. It's enough, right. I think. I mean, you'd like more. But for me, I've gotten to the point where five was the number I, I didn't want to go under. Seven games? At this point, I'll take it for sure. Yeah, well, it's a lot better than saying he's going to be reevaluated with six games left. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because then you figure he misses like at least who two knows? more. The reevaluation might get a little wonky on him. You know, I mean, who knows? So this is good, man. This is, all right, a little clarity with the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant. Doesn't that kind of fall in line, too, with what James Jones had said you know, a week or so ago? That, yeah, he probably could be out there if this was the playoffs. He just he would be struggling. Yes. It sort of falls in line with, okay, so now it's, it's going to be three weeks if he comes back. It's going to be one day less. It'll be, th- yeah, yes. so big deal. But, uh, but he'll be back. Right. It it sounds a lot better than saying we're going to reevaluate him after three weeks. Yeah. All right. So there's. So, yes. That that just changed everything. Don't you feel so much better right now? Honestly, I I do. There's there's a little clarity. It's almost like there's this smoke that has been hanging around. Right. And suddenly a breeze just came through, cleared a little bit of it away. I love that. You think we should 
take the mics out into the newsroom and tell them to forget what real news they're talking about and break in with Kevin Durant no, back on Wednesday? I honestly don't think so right now because they said potentially oh. as well. Well, we got it's, there and then Kevin Durant's potentially coming back. Stop talking about <laughs> yeah, you know, know. whatever you guys talk about. Yeah, there. I don't know if potentially is is newsworthy. Oh, it's newsworthy to me. <laughs> to us it is. We actually played <laughs> it's the breaking news fantastic. sounder. We need a breaking potential news sounder. Yes, because potential is not reevaluated. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then you know to the um, to the the topic at hand. Before that happened, how much would one win do this weekend for the Suns? That suddenly has a completely different meaning now. Before, when we were going to break, it was you just need a win so you don't feel miserable about everything, and you can start to put the officiating stuff. Hopefully, uh, that conversation in the rearview mirror. But now it's like you win one of these games and you're starting to turn things around and you're going to get a big jolt, ideally, at some point next week, probably yeah, Wednesday. Immediately, what do you think of? You, you get greedy, don't you, basically? <laughs> you, you immediately get greedy. You're like, okay, KD is supposed to be back against Minnesota at home footprint center March 28th. Ron Wolfley informing. Um, he's supposed to do the. Now you want one of these next two <laughs> in particular. Yeah. You want one of these next two. Preferably right tonight. Just give me the Sacramento. Sacramento. You, you'd, you'd rather Sacramento yeah, than I Philly? I feel like they owe Sacramento a little bit. Yeah, me too. A like, little payback so right there. You know my thoughts on Sacramento all season. Oh, this is a fun story. <laughs> now <laughs> it's getting a little ridiculous. Like, it calm is. down, Sacramento. The Kings are starting to bother yeah, me. Well, I just, I mean, this might be a first round playoff matchup. Like, it's okay. Just remember you're the Kings. Like, yes. Good for you, but come on. Uh, also, Joel Embiid's questionable for their game tonight. I don't know if that means he's going to play tomorrow or not. Yeah, right. But there you go. <laughs> so, don't worry about Joel Embiid when they're playing Joel Embiid. I, 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 so, DeAndre Ayton, this is the other uh, bit of news, day-to-day still. Now, as you've said in the past, day-to-day can be day-to-day-to-day-to-day-to-day with the Suns. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I don't know what to say about that with D.A. I really don't. Hopefully he's going to be better, and he's going to get better soon, sooner as opposed to later. But um, That's just an injury, though. You know, I mean, that's that's... As far as preparing for the playoffs, when D.A. comes back, you put him in the lineup. Yeah. It's not we have to mold our entire team around him because he's only played three games here ever. Yeah, no, I I think, once again, D.A. has been pretty durable. Uh, I I would say that. I would say he's been pretty durable. Now, I know he he has gotten hurt, of course, but um, for a big guy that's playing in the paint, even though maybe he doesn't play as physically as I'd like to see him play from time to time. Ah, I've never heard um, that before. You know, I think he is fairly uh, durable. And because of that, I'm not worried about him. All right. Do do you think it's a coincidence that it's the Minnesota game? I mean, if you look at the 10 opponents they have left, it is very clearly that's, that's the one that if you want to stay in the top six, that's the most important. Yeah, no, I think that's maybe, just random maybe timing. There's, there's something there, maybe a little bit of something, something. But you know, I, James Jones and the Suns have been pretty resolute in regard to saying that three weeks that we're going to take three weeks and then reevaluate him. Okay, so this actually brings him back the day before that three week period. And I'm wondering, do, do you think that maybe losing six of seven has had anything to do with that? Yeah, I think it does. I, I think it's I think it's that right there that you're not winning games and 
you wouldn't bring him back a week and a half early to play Minnesota. Right, exactly. But because it's right there, it's like, yeah, okay, you kind of need this game. If they bring him back for that one, they have one back-to-back the rest of the season at that point. They'll play Minnesota, yes. Denver, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, then Denver and the Lakers back-to-back April 6th and 7th, then the Clippers. And then, I mean, assuming you're not in the play-in, you have a week off before the playoffs start, too. If you're in the play-in, then you got to play games that week. But... Um, I feel a lot better that they're probably not going to be in the play in now if he's coming back and and I don't think it's a games. coincidence. I don't. I don't think it is either. Uh text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back, we'll get back into some of the NFL stuff, the potential rule changes that are uh, are on the table in the league and I know Wolf doesn't like at least one of them. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, just to follow up on the KD stuff, we'll get to NFL in just a second, but Suns right now are tied with the Clippers for fourth, one game up on Golden State, two games up on Minnesota, and then two and a half up on Dallas, the Lakers, and the Pelicans, and the Thunder. (laughs) So you are in fourth, but two and a half out of 11th. And of Whoa. all those teams, the only one... I mean, you, you play the Clippers before the end of the season. It's the last game of the season, and that's fine. But yeah. look, it matters to have home court, you know, the four seed versus the five seed. I get that. But it doesn't matter nearly as much as, as avoiding the play-in. And, uh, and so I'm fascinated by the idea that he's coming back for that game against Minnesota, who currently is the cutoff between playoffs and play-in. And you figure if you just win that game... Basically, going 500 the rest of the way will get you in a top six spot. Yeah, you know, when Adam Silver came out with the play-in, I didn't like it at first. And now, there's no other way to do it. Uh, it's, but it is, it is it's it's good. well done Yeah, the NBA. Because you know what I didn't fully, I guess, grasp when they did it? I looked at it as okay, great. You're gonna you're gonna try and keep the 11 and 12 seed engaged. But what I I didn't think ahead to realize no, you're actually keeping the four, five, and six seeds engaged too because they don't want to <laughs> drop down into it. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I just think it's a great move by the NBA. Well done. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, the original goal was to try to minimize tanking, and even though it's Victor Wembanyama that's out there, one of the biggest talents. I don't know, most hyped talents since like LeBron. Maybe I'm forgetting one person in there. Maybe Anthony Davis. He was pretty hyped up. Um, how much have you really heard about teams tanking? Yeah. It really hasn't been oh. a topic of discussion. Yeah, right. Probably because it's been overrun by all the officiating talk. <laughs> Adam Silver. It's always can't, something, he, Luke. He can't always. Uh, all right, over to the NFL. And there's proposals out there for uh, for quite a few rule changes any of the rule changes, you and I talked earlier about how it's it's weird that there's not anything proposed out there to stop that Eagles play where you can just everybody push one guy forward. Were there any rule changes that are proposed that you like or don't like that stand out? Um, yeah, there were a couple here. Um, I know one of them. I thought it was the one that I couldn't stand as well, in, other than the rugby scrum that yeah. we've already talked about right now, uh, is to permit a team, this by the Eagles, permit a team to maintain possession of the ball after a score by substituting one offensive play, fourth and 20, from the kicking team's 20-yard line 
for an onside kick at that. That's, that, that, that's the one I knew you were going <laughs> to Did you really? Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%, Bradley, yes. Why? That's Why'd the you? one that takes the onside kick out and you just run a play instead. I just, yeah. you know what, brothers, I, I got to tell you right now, I know that the onside kick, there's a lot of stuff that can happen and the fur will definitely fly from time to time, but it's like you're playing the game of football. It, it's got to fly at some point. It does, right? The the fur has got to fly at some time if you're playing the game of football. And I, I fourth and twenty at your own twenty yard line. Yeah, I, I get it. That's that's crazy. Who proposed it? The Eagles. Yes, I'm surprised they weren't like fourth and one, <laughs> right. so we can run our foolproof Jalen Hurts play. I know it's just crazy right there. I would hate to see that to replace the onside kick with a fourth and twenty at your own twenty. I I, I would hate to see that. Just. If there's one rule change that I could have, if there's one in the game of football that I could have, it would be bringing back the onside kick in all of its glory and the way that it was and the way that you could do it. It was a scary play, Basin Arnings. It was. It was a scary play. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of chaos and confusion, and there's a lot of ways to get hurt on that play. But it's football. It is football. There, there's there's a lot of ways to get hurt on every play, really <laughs> on on every play, but especially that play to get hurt, like your sternum hurt, like butt hurt, right? Like your ego getting hurt, like oh that was painful. <laughs> I'm just telling you, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of but the, but <sighs> football's not a safe game. And if you continue to just try to make it um, a safe game, at some point in time, you just take the pads off. Yeah, the 4th and 20 thing feels a little like XFL-y. Like it's something that you maybe try. It's it's kind of gimmicky in a different league. You know what I mean? Or it's like the leagues where it's like we're going to start up. There's no extra points. Everything has yeah. to be a two point conversion. There's you're just taking kicking completely out of it. It doesn't bother me the way it bothers you. The the Eagles that that rugby play not even being up for discussion bothers me more because I think they're going to then really overreact to it a year from now. But they made their choice. Yeah, you know, and and I get it, Basinonians. We want to make this as safe uh, for the players as you can possibly make it. But I think the definition of possibly has got to be clarified. It's always going to be a dangerous game to play as long as you have a mouth guard in and you've got a helmet on and you've got shoulder pads. It's always going to be a dangerous game to play. Um Yes, you've got to try to mitigate the amount of damage that can happen on a football field. I totally understand it, but man, it's been around for a long, long time. The knowledge of just how dangerous the game truly is has been around for a long time, and yet guys want to play it. And I'm struggling because I know that you've got to be careful but you can't legislate all of the danger out of the game. You just can't do it without changing the very nature of the game. Well, it hasn't passed yet. I mean, it's just a proposal right now. No, I, I know that, but that's just one small example. Yeah.
That's just one small example right there of what they're trying to change. Uh, Real quick, Frank Reich, now the Carolina Panthers head coach. Of course, they're picking number one. He talked yesterday about what they're looking at with these quarterbacks. You look at everything, every trait that a guy has, um, and you weigh it, right? You weigh it. The thing is, is when if there's 10 categories that you look at in a quarterback, or any player for that matter, the real question is not how to evaluate each of those categories. The I mean, that's part of the question. A big part of the question is how much are you going to weight each of those categories? So um, they're all a factor. Everything's a factor. But ultimately, um, it really comes down to being being a playmaker. How about Frank Reich? How many different quarterbacks once he gets to the the Colts, Andrew Luck retires, surprises a lot of people by retiring, and then it's just a different quarterback seemingly like every eight weeks for Frank Reich. Yeah, he gets to Carolina. It was probably like um, we're trading up to number one. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. Get me a quarterback. Yeah, so this is his chance right here. Yeah, this is his chance. And the Carolina Panthers did something that I think other teams are thinking of doing, but they did it obviously sooner and quicker and better than other teams in regard to saying, you know what, we want our pick. We want our pick of those quarterbacks. They had somebody in mind when they moved up to number one. In my opinion, they had somebody in mind to do that. And I think it's C.J. Stroud. That is a guy that is very interesting for many different reasons. But the biggest reason is because of his unmitigated frame and talent, his physical skill and ability right now. To me, they had somebody in mind when they moved up to number one. It wasn't, well, we're just going to let the process run well, you know, who knows? It might be uh, Bryce Young. It might be C.J. Stroud. It might be Anthony Richardson. Who knows? No, they had an idea who that was when they moved up to number one. And the Cardinals are sitting there right now. <laughs> the same thing could happen. Do you have the guts to wait until draft day? Because that's when it could get really interesting. If the Cardinals haven't traded that pick by draft day, even if they're going to, if their intention is to keep it and, and that, that's their plan along, how tense is draft day going to be Unbe- around here? Unbelievable. Because, Are they going to draft day with the number yeah, three pick? Because then it might be a matter of minutes that determines, like in the middle of the draft, that determines the direction of your franchise. Like you could see happening Anthony Richardson suddenly is the guy that is taken at number two. Oh, he's the guy that's taken at number two. Are you kidding me? That means Bryce Young would fall to number three right there. There's somebody out there that loves that kid. I'll take the, uh, the <laughs> now, Mike Ditka, sudden, Ricky Williams deal for that at that point. You give me you know, every pick you will ever have again for, that for Bryce Young. possibly could happen. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, if you're just jumping in the car, just turning it on, Kevin Durant's targeted return date is Wednesday against Minnesota. That according to Shams Sharani. Here we go. When we come back, we'll react to that and the full week of uh, of sports with the work week wrap up next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we will get into the work week wrap up here in just a moment. But obviously, the uh, the news of the I don't know day, week, month 
<laughs> Certainly of the last uh, hour, Shams Sharania tweeting out that uh, Kevin Durant is progressing towards a potential return to action on Wednesday against the Timberwolves, barring any setbacks. And then he followed it up with uh, a targeted home return of Wednesday against Minnesota. We'll give Durant and the Suns seven final regular season games to prepare for the playoffs. And then points out the Suns currently hold the fourth seed in the West, just two games ahead of the number seven seeded Timberwolves. So, again, well, if that's the first thing I thought of, like, of all the teams, if, if James Jones could pick, we need KD in one game specifically, right. that would be the team you want to beat. Yeah, this is great news. Obviously, we've got something definitive to look at with Kevin Durant and say this is, if all goes well, with no setbacks, this is the day that he should be coming back. Boy, that is a great day right now for Suns fans. Not just guys sitting around talking about Kevin Durant on the radio for four hours a day, but for (laughs) Suns fans in particular, this is a great day right here. You've got some closure hopefully coming up something definitive that you can hang your head on well and the combination of what he put in that tweet of barring any setback yeah you combine that with with the comment that i know some people liked and some people hated from james jones a week ago saying look if it was the playoffs he probably could be playing right now he would just be struggling you put those two things together and to me that overrides the word potential in Sham's tweet. Like, to me, he's coming back on Wednesday. Yeah. No. If something happens, obviously it changes exactly. it. Yes. But, but it's it's not like, well, we're going to see on Wednesday. I think the plan is that he's coming back Wednesday. See, what really bothers me about this, Basin Onions, is we're, we're all giving way too much credence to the potential return and knowing that something could set him back. See, that's the problem. There's an expectation there that maybe they're, I don't know, he's out there and he just rolls his ankle in a warm-up. You know, it just, no. that's the problem. It's when you to are a again. player that misses a lot of games and he does he does especially as of the last few years uh, you know you do worry about that he can miss games next year and that's about it and i'm guessing maybe maybe depending where they are he wouldn't play the back-to-back like both halves of it april 6th and april 7th against the nuggets and the lakers maybe who knows or maybe they look at that and they say look you're gonna have a week off after this and so let's let's get we don't have a whole lot of games together but yeah no the time for uh, for missing the time for watching the suns play without kevin durant should basically just be tonight tomorrow and monday and then Let's get going here. Okay. Because it feels like everybody's just in a holding pattern up to and including the team. Yeah. Not just the fans. Can I get greedy and go Monday? (laughs) Can I just get greedy? No, but what you can't have is today's Friday and you're almost done. Okay, good. Uh, Let's wrap it up right now with the work week wrap up. And we will start on Monday. There's the music. Monday. Uh, Monday. I was trying to figure out what this this sounder I'm looking at is. Uh, Cardinals agreeing to terms with Zach Paschal and David Blau. Because it rhymes with cow. <laughs> that was the first sounder in here. I was like, what, what, is, what is happening? Uh, Roger Goodell is apparently going to finalize a multi-year contract extension next week. And um, Carson Kelly hit by a pitch in a spring training game. So you can go ahead and probably assume we're going to see a lot of Gabriel Moreno, which we were probably going to see anyway. Yeah, I want to go to Roger Goodell on this one. Roger, could you please bring the cruelty back to the onside kick, please? If you could ask him one question, that would be it. So cruel. Uh, On to Tuesday. Tuesday. 
Uh, Tuesday, Cardinals, a few moves, getting LJ Collier, Antonio Hamilton. Uh, Ian Rappaport said talks were ramping up among teams interested in Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Apparently, there's, that's a long ramp, and it's just, they're still ramping up because last time I checked, now it's Friday. And on Tuesday night, Japan wins the World Baseball Classic over Team USA. Three and two, two outs, top nine, U.S. down a run. Otani set. Trout ready. The 3-2 pitch. Trout swings and misses. And Japan wins the 2023 WPC. What a weird the ending. The fact that that happened. The fact you that it was those it. two. Those two, yes. Yeah. Stunning. Uh, ASU also extended Bobby Hurley through the 2025-26 season on Tuesday. That I did not see coming. Um, well played by have. ASU right yeah. there. Especially two-year extension. You send a message, and at the same time, you reward him for what he's done. Credit where credit's due for making the right move there. On to Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Kirk Creese entering the transfer portal. One of many Arizona and ASU players to enter the transfer portal this uh, this week. You had DeAndre Hopkins posting on Instagram saying he was a Buffalo soldier. Buffalo soldier. Just a calm way to go into the weekend. Yeah, you know, no offense to Bob Marley, but I'd love for Disturbed to do oh, a well, remake on again. that one. <laughs> Uh, and then on Wednesday night, I don't know if anybody noticed this, the Lakers shot 46 free throws. Anthony Davis will do the honors as he gets it from Reeves, and that'll do it. 122-111, the final score tonight in L.A. The Lakers get their first win against the Suns in a couple of years. I like Bloomer throwing that stat in there at the end. 46 free throws. Yeah. 46, 220. Uh, on to uh, Thursday. Also, the Coyotes lost to the Oilers in overtime on uh Wednesday on the Thursday. 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 Well, let's see. Uh, you had Pac-Man Jones talking about potential landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins on the Pat McAfee show. I think it could work. Why Why couldn't it work? Um, I think he can go to Buffalo, one-year deal. Um, I don't really think it's about the money with him right now. Okay. Um, okay. I think he want to get out. And it's, it's a big thing. He want to win. Definitely want to win and get a shot. So my sources tell me Buffalo can work. It's West Virginia. It's West Virginia. The pride of Buffalo. <laughs> Ray Mountain here's what's let's go to Thursday. Is well, it Thursday? This is Thursday. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. this isn't this is Friday, yeah. but we're oh, still talking about Thursday. Did you want to talk about one more thing on Thursday? How about FAU ruining Wolf BPI <laughs> brackets? <laughs> That's good. I was working on my owl sounds after the game last night, but that's even uh, it's just better to have yeah. it in there. And then on to Friday. Friday. Friday's been a roller coaster. It starts with DJ Horn reportedly entering the transfer portal and leaving ASU. But then, just about an hour ago, you have Shams reporting that Katie's going to return Wednesday against the Timberwolves. Suns fans, let's welcome to the Valley one of the newest members of the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant. We've How been about that? Kevin Durant is coming back Wednesday, March 28th, against the Minnesota Timberwolves at Footprint Center. Potentially. Potentially barring any setbacks. Potentially barring any setbacks. We need to have, there, there could be a setback. We need to have legal disclaimer guy running here oh every time goodness. we talk about uh, KD's return. Oh, no. No. 
complex. <laughs> Some aggressive Metallica in my ears right there. All right, so that's the good news for everybody. Kevin Durant supposed to come back this Wednesday against the Timberwolves, a game with a lot of playoff slash play-in implications. That's it for us today. Thanks to Jesse Morris and Lauren Koval behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gambo coming up next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I don't like you, so I'm going to leave.